routes the tide. Roll tide no more this year, boys. Georgia, 21-point victory. I think the biggest shock for me is Missouri falling all the way to number 13 in the power range. They're a quality football team. Go ahead and give me Texas A&M at the top. They're the best team in the SEC. Coach, you know, I've been thinking you might start to jinx me if you keep calling me uh, that name. (laughs) Nonsense. Now get out there, ACL, and tear it up. Tear it up, coach. Welcome to another episode of Underqualified Analysts. We have myself, Cooper, Hunter, and Zach. Say what's up, boys. How's it going, guys? Glad to be back for another episode. Well, uh, we were supposed to have another person, a.k.a. Jerry. um, And really, this was all going to come together. This is going to be some beautiful serenading moment. But unfortunately, Jerry is not here. He doesn't get to see this in live action. So I'm going to pop off with this. So on Saturday, last Saturday, unfortunately, the Georgia Bulldogs fell very well short of my 20-point prediction. And I said, quote, to Hunt, this was a quote I said to Hunter on the episode that, he would never live this down from me. So Jerry called after he listened to the episode and said how much of an idiot I was. So then I started something of what I say a mistake. And I started to really rub it in how much better Georgia was. And he said, all right, let's see. It. If you lose then you have to – I get to tell you exactly what to say, and you have to put it on your Instagram, your Snapchat, your Facebook, and on the podcast so that everybody knows how much of an idiot you are. I said, okay, let's do the same for you. I lost that bet. And not only did I lose that bet, I lost it by 37 points. Embarrassing. Very embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing for the Georgia Bulldogs. Correct. Now, I just want to say, before I, before I go into what I'm about to say, I've said this on my Instagram, I've said this on my Facebook, I've said this on my Snapchat. And then also, I want to say, Zach also said that Georgia would win. Now, now, <laughs> now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this synopsis that they decided to write up for me. Here we go. I, Jerry Cooper Rose. Bergman, would like to apologize to my friends, Jared Angel, Colton Ingram, and Hunter Anderson. They're superior sports analysts, and I know absolutely nothing about sports. I'm an embarrassment to my family, friends, and the sports betting community. I myself thought it was a great idea to bet a large sum of money, $200, against the greatest coach of all time, Nick Saban. For that, I am a poo-poo, doo-doo, silly head, and have zero chance of finding a healthy relationship based upon my bad decision-making. Or for the fact that women run away faster from me than my hairline. Also, I projected Georgia to win by 20 points or more when Alabama won by 17. This alone shows my ignorance and Neanderthal mentality. Once again, to my family, 
and loved ones. I am sorry you raised a buffoon. And then that's where I point to myself because he put that in quotations. Bet has officially been paid. And I, this is where I was supposed to let him on our live podcast just say whatever he wants. But instead, I get the hand-me-down, which is Hunter, because he's the only one that said, Bama, 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 roll tide. They don't need the points. That is what I say. Let me hear it. I can't do it like Jerry because I think I'm a little bit more compassionate than he is, mainly because I've bet – I've been on your end many times, you know. I've lost before. But not this time. Not this bad. Not this embarrassingly. You got downright embarrassed. Wasn't even close. Georgia Dean belonged out there with that team on that field on that day. You picked against Nick Saban. You picked against – okay, this was my thing. I told you all that 81% of the money was on Georgia. And you're like, oh, no, it's a good idea. I should just put my money in there. No, wrong. If 81% of the money or 80% of the money is on one team, the other team always wins because Vegas doesn't lose. I said it on the podcast. Just to be clear here, I didn't place any money on this game. Exactly. Even him, even Dad, deep down his fault, he knew that Alabama was superior and Georgia <clears> was fake. He knew it. Coop, on the other hand, he didn't know. He didn't know nothing. When people talk about the legends of the world, do they have a huge following other than, I guess, Jesus? <laughs> nope. No, they don't. They get called an idiot. They get called a buffoon. They get called a poo-poo, doo-doo, silly head. And guess what? I was I was in – I was so confident that I was, I was fine to be ignorant, to be wrong. And by the by the way, by the time the game started, only sixty two percent of the money was on Georgia. The money, but not the bets. But still, sixty six. That's not that bad. Not that bad. Still a little bit of a, uh, you know, the the line got dropped because everybody, you know, everybody was happy to bet Alabama at that price because they've been underdog three times in the last ten or twelve seasons or whatever it was, and they've won every game by seventeen or more points. Every single one. Now I will say I, I think we got one of the best <laughs> one of the best lines from um, from Nick Saban. He said that rat poison was yummy because he calls the media and what they say about Alabama rat poison because they're always like Alabama's the best football team to ever step on the field. Usually that's right. I definitely thought it'd be wrong, but I didn't know that the daggone offensive lineman of the century was going to be blocking for Alabama. I mean, gosh, dang, they gave – I mean, how much time did that guy have? I probably could have thrown passes back there. I don't know, like – I don't know who was playing Auburn the other night, but it was not that started. It was not that front. That offensive line gave Bryce Young – he had days back there. I think he could have sat down and read a book at times. <laughs> Best performance of the Alabama offensive line of the year when they needed it. They could have sent their third string out there and beat Georgia. Georgia ain't real. Anyway, I'll try to tell you all that. Who called <laughs> this game? This, I don't know why you keep saying that. You can say Alabama dominated. That's fine. I'm okay hearing that. Okay. They won by 17. 
This game was not far away. One or two things from being a very, very close ball game. Very close. Just saying. A couple of mistakes. A couple of mistakes on Georgia's side. Uh, we've seen this in the past. How many times have we seen Georgia have a dominant season to run up against Nick Saban and completely and totally not even look like the same team that we saw all year long? It happens all the time. Georgia struggles in big moments. Now, I thought this year was the year that they had a high enough talent ceiling that they might bust through that. Nope. Same old Georgia. It's fair to say that this year was different for them. It had a different feeling. All their fan base, everybody, you know, they convinced everybody. Well, besides me, Jared, and Colton, you know, everybody else. They convinced them that they were the real deal. But they just, like you said, they just came out and laid an egg. Now, yeah. it will be interesting to see because both of those teams did make the playoff. Which is something we I didn't agree. talk about. I don't know how we missed that. Like, <laughs> I, we, like I, Hunter called me like 20, 30 minutes after the podcast, and he was like, hey, by the way, uh, you know, if Georgia loses, then that means that Alabama could possibly get in and they're both in. What about us talking about that? And I was like, Jesus Christ, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> So I like that. I like that impersonation right there. That's 100% Hunter's voice all the time. Yeah. He puts you. on a good front for the listeners, but that's what he really sounds like in real life. Thank you. That's what y'all <laughs> sounded like whenever you said, George Bulldogs, you got to beat the Bulldogs. You got to feel the bite. Arr, arr, arr. I did. I did say that. And, you know, I, I'm okay saying that I'm completely wrong. I'm not, I, I don't think that there was really a scenario where Georgia would have won. I mean, I can say that I think the game should have been closer with one thing going this way, one thing going that way. But really, at the end of the day, I was wrong. I'm okay. I'm man enough to say that I'm an idiot, uh, and I'm gladly an idiot. I was wrong as well. I had Georgia in the game. Uh, thought that this might be the year that they finally break through that ceiling that they've always had. And Every time I get hopeful with them, they just shoot my hopes and dreams down. Alabama has been there. They act like they've been there. And they just handle business. I'm interested to see if these two teams can meet again for the national championship. I think that's very fair to say that that might happen. And it's also very fair to say that the outcome could be different. We'll just have to see what happens with that. I do like Michigan a lot. And Cincinnati finally gets their chance. I mean, they got a chance. I don't know how big a chance it is, but they got a chance. Congratulations, Cincinnati. Here's <laughs> Alabama. Yeah, they were they were one <laughs> inch they they were one inch away from not being able to make the playoffs this year. The Big 12 championship which we covered last week, Baylor beat uh OSU, I believe Zach was the only one to call that one, right? Um so shout out Zach, but um, literally inches away from scoring that touchdown last second uh, on fourth down, Oklahoma State. I mean, I, like, I, I don't, did you guys watch that game? Literally inches away. I did. I watched the whole game. Baylor dominated <clears throat> until the second half, 
and then it's like they forgot how to play football. I uh, I was trout fishing, and I was <laughs> out in the water, chest deep, and my waders got an update on my phone, and I was like, ooh. And I pulled out my phone, got on ESPN, and I literally watched that play. That was it while I was waist-deep trout fishing. I watched that one play. And well, Cooper and I talked about it. I just think the guy should have just ran upfield, and he tried to, you know, get the edge. I think he should just ran right through the guy. I think he'd have had a way better chance of making it. I just think I just think momentum would have carried him forward. I mean, maybe not. I I don't know anything about really anything. Honestly, after last weekend, I was just like, like I don't I think I I, I don't think I really got any game right other than the Big 10 championship. Like, I mean, seriously, it, it, very bad weekend for me. Not only was it bad, forgot to mention this part. So the reason I bet $200 cuz I was only going to bet 100 was I bet with uh the Hard Rock Cafe uh yeah the hard rock betting app and the dagon Seminole casino that the hard rock is close to me on they like don't have betting rights anymore so so like my hundred dollars is just gone i guess i don't know so then i went on bovada bet a hundred dollars on there just so i could screenshot it and send it to jerry because he was like let me see the screenshot let me see the screenshot and then i sent him the hundred dollar screenshot. Well, I lost two hundred dollars this weekend. So shout out to Hard Rock. But, I think we need to send you on tour doing impersonations. I mean, they are top notch. I agree. I do agree <laughs> that. Thank you. I got something. I got a couple other things to say about uh, this weekend. Uh, I wasn't as cool. I didn't bet a hundred. I bet fifty four dollars and seventy. Cents on Alabama, but hey, it's profit, you know, profit. Um, I'll say this I did try to tell Cooper multiple times, reason with him, and say, Don't do, don't, don't give Georgia 20 points, don't do that. And he was like, I'm confident. And I was like, Mo, you shouldn't do that. I'm, I'm telling you. And he was like, Jerry, he don't know nothing, this and that. I ain't scared, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Mo, come on. that's that also Cooper called Jared and I and said give me one reason that you think Alabama is going to beat Georgia besides Nick Saban he said you can't say Nick Saban you can say you can't say Vegas but you can say anything else give me a reason why and I want to ask you guys what were the reasons why that Alabama was able to beat Georgia besides Nick Saban and besides Vegas Two things. Wide receivers. No. Just stop. Wide receivers. Two things. If you don't say wide receivers, you're wrong. That was, that was the main thing. Protection and a Heisman quarterback. Wide receivers. If you cannot catch them, it is regardless. I could have been thrown back there. Okay. Yeah, their offensive, their the, offense... the, the protection you had, he had all day. That's fair. But all you need is 0.1 second to throw to freaking Jamison Williams. That dude is built different. Built different. You have to have time for routes to develop. Without that front seven, that time does not happen. They are the MVP of the football game. All they they had to do was run run back on two steps and in. I mean, like, but that's the thing. I, I mean, 
I agree. The protection was absolutely outrageous. The offensive line was absolutely outrageous, but really it didn't matter. Their receivers were ridiculously open. I don't even understand it. And honestly, without N'Kobe Dean, I think Bama would have seriously scored about 75 points. The longer you have to cover a five-star athlete, the better chance he has of breaking that down. And the longer those routes progress, the better off you are. One of their touchdown passes was on a stutter route. If you don't have three to six seconds back there to let that route develop, it's gone. There's nothing there. The heat's not open. But they do have outstanding wide receivers. It should be – I personally think it should be number one, wide receivers, two, protection, three. I do think that Bryce Young had by far, bar none, best game he's had, period. He looked like a like a true senior. But that wasn't a surprise that Bryce Young was better than Stetson Bennett. That wasn't a surprise to anyone out there. <laughs> no, that's not a surprise. The surprise was the lack of pressure. Georgia was averaging how many sacks a game? I don't think they touched him all night. No, I don't. I don't think they technically sacked him. I think they, I think they, they had a few hurries and they had a few like one or two yard gainers that he had. But like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy to me. Um, Colton said on the podcast last week, he he was the only one that mentioned receivers. And he also said Alabama was winning by double digits. He said both. He did. He did. On the podcast. He did. But screw that guy. I hate him. Um, and he caught his first sturgeon this weekend. Yeah. That, yeah. He, I, yeah. Now call up uh, Hunter Anderson for all your sturgeon fishing needs, by the way. He probably won't take you, but. He, I hear he's a he pretty might. good guy. Yeah, yeah, with with surgeon. Anything else? Don't go. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Don't go. Or if you want to go to the casino and guarantee a loss, you can go, go with me. Yeah, go go with honor. We can bet on courts, and we might win. But those winnings, we're taking them straight to the roulette table. Oh yeah, you you better have somebody that is absolutely dragging this man out of the out of the casino. I'm the same way, so I'm not even going to roast him because he's going to the craps table, though. Uh, yeah, I'm going to the craps table, and I'll lose it in about, nah, I don't know, one or two rolls, Hunter. You think <laughs> I'm going to the roulette table? Yeah, well, I, yeah, and I mean, he may actually win. That's the difference between me and him. And when we go to the casino, and I'm like a little crackhead over there, like scratching my arm, I'm like, man, I got to play, I got to play a little bit of more craps. I come on, man, you know, hey, the table's wide open, Cooper. There's one spot there. No, man, I, I, I gotta go, man. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, and also, let, let's just keep going with the with these weekend games. Um, I, I I have to bring in That's my – yeah, it, it is. But we'll, we we got to go over my Oregon Ducks uh, disappointing me once again. Utah, 38, <laughs> Oregon, 10. I'm a you know, from now on, I'm bringing up Oregon somehow in every single one of our podcasts. I don't care how I've got to do it. Yeah, yeah, but I think I think Zach was more on the lines of he, he was like, well, I don't really know. Like, I haven't looked into the game as much, so I'm just going to go with 
whatever Cooper says. <laughs> it was it was not a good idea. <laughs> I think I even said I never pick Oregon ever, but I was giving them the benefit of the doubt in this one. Man, was that a bad mistake? <laughs> yeah, I mean they got embarrassed both times. I mean they got just downright embarrassed both times they played that team. Never go with Oregon. There's nothing good in Oregon. No. But I kind of like their jerseys sometimes. So, I like to throw them in here. You know, like I have a weird – it's not – like I don't love Oregon, but there's something about it that I'm like, you know, this is kind of spicy. I'm going to throw them in there, you know. They get uh, a new jersey every week. Correct, yeah. Uh, that's what happens when the CEO of Nike went to Oregon. I mean, what are the odds, right? Like, just so happy He had to go somewhere. He didn't have to. He could have went to high school somewhere. Hell, he could have. He could have not even graduated middle school, like Hunter did. He had to go somewhere. No, it was close. <laughs> yeah, Hunter almost made it past eighth grade. It was really almost, it, almost real close. He was the best in his class in sixth. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So the last game was the AAC. Uh, Cincinnati beat Houston thirty-five twenty. Another one I got wrong. So, yeah, congratulations to Cincinnati. Uh, they're finally in the college football playoffs. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Uh, anything y'all want to say about that game or just roll coal through? Uh, not shocking. I thought Cincinnati would go in and do what they needed to do. And uh, they had a lot on the line in that game. If they would have stumbled, I think there was a real good chance that they could have slipped out, especially with an Oklahoma State win. Luckily, Baylor did him a huge favor, gave him a little bit of cushion. Yeah. Just can't wait yeah. to see if they uh, do anything with this opportunity that they've been given. They earned it. They went. They did. They went thirteen and zero, just like they had to. And they, you know, they get their chance. So it's it's good. It's good that they get their chance. But unfortunately, they. You know, they're running into the roll tide. So, yeah. We'll see. (laughs) 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 Okay. So, um, after the exodus of Lincoln Riley, OU finally got their guy, Brent. Last name starts with a V. I don't know how to – Venables. I don't don't know. Uh, So, he's that – What? Venables. Venables. All right. There you go. Sorry. I'm illiterate. Um, so he's that guy on the side of Clemson's, uh, sideline that's moving his hands all back and forth. That's yelling and stuff like that. Usually wears a neon hat. Uh, that's him. Uh, he won two national championships with Clemson and one at OU under Bob Stutes. Uh, this is his first head coaching job. I think to me, this may be the best, like questionable hire of the entire off season. I think he is an incredible coach. So many teams have tried to get him, but were unable to. And he, I guess he just went back to his old roots. Bob Stoops probably gave him a check that he couldn't say no to. Um, the worst hire for me as a Kentucky fan is John Summerall. He did get hired 
uh, at Troy. It's the same place that Neil Brown went to to get his coaching career started. Went really, really well for him. And Summerall's um, introductory speech, he actually said something about John Slarman. And he said that if you have a pulse, you got a chance. I really like that. Um, he is going to be coaching with Kentucky in the Citrus Bowl. And you could just you can just tell. I mean, he's a he's a really great guy. Um, and I wish him best of luck. And I'm glad that he's coming back to Kentucky and coaching in the Citrus Bowl. Last one, because I gotta stay with my Oregon roots, baby. Miami gets Mario Cristobal from Oregon. He went 35 and 13. Uh, fun fact about him. He applied to be a secret service agent, but uh, whenever he was going to go get his first order, said bye to his players, players the next day, he was like, eh, I guess I'll come back. So uh, that's why he's not a secret service agent. Fun, little fun fact. So um, what do y'all think about those hires? And uh, yeah, just elaborate on that. I'm going to miss John Summerall at UK. Uh, thought he'd done a real good job there. He's built a really good linebacker core. Really, really says a lot about the man's character that he's going to come back coaching the Citrus Bowl, wants to be there one last time with his guys and be there for the program and the fans. You can't you can't say anything bad, bad about him. When you look at the way other coaches have left their programs, Lincoln Riley slipping out in the middle of the night, Brian Kelly, not even like ghost and text, like they're a one night stand. You'd know all about that, Zach. You just yeah. <laughs> says a lot about the guy's character. And uh, I think he's going to do good. I think he's going to do well at Troy. I look forward to seeing him succeed and uh, really take on that role. I think it's. say I watch him play every week so you know I don't know too much about him but uh it like you said it says a lot about his character that he'll come back and coach with the guys one more time but you got to do what people do every day you got to go out there you got to move on find somebody else that can come in and take over the role and continue to keep moving forward as the program absolutely and I'm sure I'm sure Stoops is out there looking for you know, replacement. I think he's done really well with, with the guys and, you know, retaining guys. Um, I know he's had Derek Ansley. He left, which he was able to get us a big recruiting class before he left. So, you know, no arm, no foul there, but um, he's done really well getting really good assistance. And I'm looking forward to the next guy that he, uh, he ends up bringing us. Um so, as you all know, Selection Sunday was this past weekend. And, you know, I, I, I went through the entire list and I got all my favorite bowl matchups. But what are your all's favorite bowl matchups? Obviously, I'm going to pick the UK-Iowa game. <laughs> Boo, lame. I mean, back in the Citrus Bowl, Stoops' alma mater. History, it's everything you want in a bowl game. 
if except you're not in the playoffs. Except it, a good competition. Well, it's about the story. <laughs> and it's about what they can sell and about the ratings. And I think it's a good matchup for us. Yeah, great one for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, everybody's going to be watching the college football playoff and that, you know, everybody, those are the biggest games. Um, obviously Kentucky and Iowa is good for us. I mean, it looks like, I mean, maybe we're all just, you know, maybe we're all just taking Iowa for granted or something, but I don't think so. Like Colton said on the podcast, they can only score three points a game, maybe six. They're lucky. So literally he did say that if it's a three point game, they've got a shot and literally they scored three points. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Colton, Colton threw out some, some bangers, honestly. So we may need to get him back get him back on here. Cause he actually shows up unlike Jerry. Yeah. Some bitch. His UFC pick went one and one, which is way better than what he would normally do on the UFC. So. Dude, usually he, he'd send out two picks and he'd go. zero and three. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, what 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 games what games are you looking forward to? Baylor, Ole Miss, that's my favorite one. Besides that, uh, you know the college football playoff, and then Kentucky and Iowa. Yeah, yeah, I literally said the same thing. So, may, honestly, to me, the the one that I'm looking forward to the most is probably the Sugar Bowl, which is Ole Miss, Baylor. You know, high powered offense versus a team. Baylor just gets it done. Honestly, they just they 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 play pretty good defense and they play pretty decent offense. It's nothing like they're not going to light the scoreboard up like Ole Miss probably will. They're a solid um, football team. They're, yeah, they're solid. They're just they're a really well, solid football team. They're well rounded. So I really like that game. Um, I'm sure we're going to go over that in a lot more detail. But I just wanted to kind of touch on these. Um, the one that I'm, I guess, like anticipating the most or I'm kind of like on the fence about is the Cotton Bowl. I know that's a part of the college football playoffs. That's probably me cheating, but I don't care. Um, I want to see if Cincinnati's for real. I mean, they're going against the, the team to beat right now. I mean, Bama looked damn near unstoppable. So we'll see. And then, you know, just to be lame, I'll say Mark Stoops versus his alma mater. I mean, come on. Ah! Um, you know, Mark Stoops played for under Hayden Fry in the 1980s for Iowa. He's a cornerback, which is no offense to my dearly beloved, but it's hard to believe now that looking back, he was cornerback because maybe he's just got quick hips. You know, he picked, maybe, the, wrong, he picked the wrong position. Yeah, maybe maybe he did. He looks he looks more like a like a beefy down low type guy right now, <laughs> and he's really stayed. I, to me, I think may, maybe he put on a little bit of weight during the pandemic, but, I mean, who didn't? Um, but, you know, for the most part, he's been like a little meatball with two legs uh, since he's been here. But I, I love Stoops to death, so that's the only time you'll ever hear me say anything negative about him. Um, Glad he's here. Glad he stayed. Oh, absolutely. Um, one thing I thought was cool was Wandale, he played against them last year. And he had 117 yards of total offense in a Nebraska offense that literally sucks, just so bad. I mean, 
Like, I don't even know how – like, I don't know how he put up the numbers he put up in Nebraska's offense because they're just – I mean, they got a lot better throughout the year, but – I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that uh, in their defensive war room, I'm going to say Wondell Robinson's name is written in all caps, circled with stars around it already. Yeah. He's going to be a focal point I'm of that defense. That- I'm thinking they just got the number one written up there. No name. <laughs> yeah, we've I seen mean, how that we've seen how that turns out. Yeah, first time he touches the ball, it's forty-five yard touchdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and Zach were up there <laughs> the whole time. He was running forty-five yards too. And I I'm, think that coach is already in the unemployment line. Uh, yeah, he is. We the we announced is and the defenders' ankles are still <laughs> sitting on the field. Yeah, the uh, here here's what happened the last time that happened. So first off, not only is the head coach gone, but the defensive coordinator gone. The got defender, fired before the head coach got fired. Yeah, I know. They're they're like, oh, it ain't it ain't our dearly beloved Dan Mullen. Yes, it is. Get his booty out of there. And somehow they still made a bowl game. Congratulations, Florida. But what? Well, yeah, well, regardless, so everyone besides Vanderbilt. <laughs> Yeah, no. This was really a weird year. Usually the top is much more like it's much more top heavy. I mean, obviously we have two teams in the college football playoffs, so it's it, I mean, that's kind of and every other team in a bowl game besides one. So, but it's it you know, it's it's it was weird. Like usually there's like three or four teams, like usually South Carolina, um I Kentucky. guess Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, South Carolina, Kentucky, Missouri. So, you know, there, there's there's one or two, three teams that they don't make a bowl game. Then you really got like teams that are like eight and four, and then eight and four, eight and four, nine and three. You know, stuff like that. Uh, this year, it was like Georgia, twelve and zero, Bama, eleven and one, and then right below them was like nine and three, and then Ole Miss was ten and two, but. uh yeah, it's just I don't know. It just was a. It was weird. It was weirdly like not as top heavy. I feel like as normal. It was a year where the SEC really beat up on each other a whole lot. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, to since we're on the topic of bashing Florida, I'll just throw this in there. Basketball team last night lost to a winless Texas Southern. I don't even know how that was even possible. But yeah, they... I wasn't gonna bring it up. I was going to let it slide until the next one when we talked about basketball. <laughs> nope. Substantial margin, too. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember what the score was. They lost by double digits, I think. But how sweet is that? <laughs> I think they lost by eight. But the thing is, is like, they're like, they're like, oh, they're 0 and 7 going to the game, and they're 23 and a half point underdogs. Like, I mean, yeah. talk about a dog of the week, son. You, you <laughs> throw that song book out there, people would be like, this guy's high. I bet that bet paid well. I'm sure it did, but I'm gonna probably sit sidelines on bets for a while after this this weekend that Georgia mutilated me. But uh, uh, I got a lot tomorrow in soccer, Champions League soccer, last round of group stage tomorrow. We got a lot. Oh boy! Yep, it's tomorrow, man. You're gonna give our listeners a, a solid six hours. To- no, no, I ain't. I, this, that's not for them. That's just for you specifically. Oh, okay. He's gonna just build to, my just bank to make you feel up. better. Just yeah. to make you feel better. <laughs> get, 
give you one of those nice, easy, soft tosses to hit out of the park. Yeah, yeah they so- take the southern one by 15. I thought it was double digits, yeah. Oh, speak, speaking about soft tosses, so the uh, I, saw, I saw a tweet the other day, and it was, like, talking about how the Dr. Pepper has that, like, football toss thing. And a guy said, how about they switch it to the Oklahoma drill? And for those of you who don't know what the Oklahoma drill is, it's basically where you're laying flat on your back, head to head, okay, so both laying flat on the back, Feet is going away from each other, heads facing each other. It's really hard to explain, but uh, you basically roll. <laughs> Hunter's making naughty, naughty remarks over there. But so you you roll the quarter. I mean, the coach beep blows the whistle, right? You roll, you stand up, and then you tackle the guy with the foo ball, right? So they just they just full on clash of titans, right? Best and he said. Best. Yeah, so he said that they should replace it with that to see who actually wants it. So my thing to you all is how would y'all liven that up just a little bit? Hmm? All I can picture right now is the the last Dr. Pepper one I saw was a small little blonde-headed girl that was about 5'2", going against a big uh, frat boy. And I'm just picturing her getting absolutely leveled in the Oklahoma dream. It's, for some reason, I could see Hunter winning that. Like for some reason, I just see yeah, Hunter can, Hunter digging so deep that. in that that he just he just can't even he can't even fathom his his aggression. Just <laughs> full on full on water boy. Yep, Bobby Boucher. I'd, I'd get all oiled up beforehand. They wouldn't be able to. I'd be like grease out there. They wouldn't be able to catch me. Son, you don't even have to get old up. All you got to do is run one lap. You're going to be sweaty as a sunbuck. I've seen, I've seen oh, you remember. What, what do you remember in uh, college when you, <laughs> we used to do the skull busting? <laughs> yeah, I remember all about skull busting. <laughs> so Hunter used to wrestle this guy that lived like right next door to us. <laughs> we all used to wrestle. Yeah, wrestle. Sorry. And this guy really got after it. Yeah, I mean that like this ain't this ain't just like hee hee hoo hoo like oh we're wrestling. It was like to the death, right? And Hunter every single time would win because he'd just Grappling. be so sweaty. Yeah, he'd be so sweaty. I mean, honestly, in any situation, it, you would have thought that they're the two gayest guys you ever met in your life because of what the amount of times they touched each other, but like they they just got after it. It was so Whoa. funny to watch. Whoa. Oh my gosh! But yeah, I'd so, go after the appendages. I'd be breaking fingers and ain't nothing worse than having your pinky twisted to you got to break. You got to you got to tap in. But the problem is, my boy Seth, he'd never give up. He'd make me break it. <laughs> I mean, I would get so intense. I tell him, I'll, I will, I will do it. I will end you. So I get crazy high going. Sometimes we'd like pull the mattresses in the floor and <laughs> just go at it. And he and, had all the superior skills, wrestling skills, but I just get sweaty, son. He couldn't, he couldn't hold on to it. I'd be like grease pig. <laughs> That's, oh that's, god that's what i that's what i think I, I would i would absolutely love to see some skull busting for for a hundred thousand dollar tuition check just imagine that like like 
doesn't even matter. It could be like, like you need to get people that have no qualifications either. Like maybe they wrestled like for like a year in high school. Like that's the max qualifications. I don't want no like college wrestlers out there that are breaking skulls. Like I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to ruin little Debbie's, uh, future orthopedic career like you know i'm just i, I just want i just want to see some, some liven up instead of just you know their chest passing through a little little hole you know i don't, I don't know. think you're going to be seeing people fight to the death for your halftime show Coop. i just don't think that's in the car <laughs> why not man they did it for the olympics in the gladiator days i mean they also started out playing dodgeball by throwing severed human heads at each other. Ain't you ever seen a movie? <laughs> Fair enough. Well, sorry, we got off track, but um, yeah, that, back to the back to the citrus bowl. I think, I think that they should bend each other's fingernails off till till somebody gives up. <laughs> somebody <laughs> That's What I think. What a horrible way to earn a tuition. And you have Ray Lewis out there saying, do you want it? Do you want it? <laughs> something like, somebody with a real intimidating voice out there or something like that. Um, but, yeah, so Spen uh, Spencer Petrus, uh, he's Iowa's quarterback. He's got 1,600 yards. That's about all the yards they got the whole entire year because they're offense. Spencer Petrus. Um, yeah, yeah, t yeah, Tetris. He don't put the pieces together, though. He's got nine touchdowns <laughs> and six interceptions, 56% completion rate. Uh, I'm going to just roll coal through all these stats. Uh, Iowa has uh, average 177.7 passing yards. Kentucky, 225. Iowa rushing yards, 119. Kentucky, 206.1 points for on Iowa. They have 23.9. Kentucky, 32.8. Points against 19.1 for Iowa, 22.1 for Kentucky. Now, the main one that I'm sure everybody has heard of is the turnover margin. Iowa has mine or plus 13 turnover margin. And Kentucky, we are the exact inverse. We are second to last in the nation. They are second in the nation. We're minus 13. They're plus 13. That's a huge difference, and I think that could be a big difference in this football game. Um, can Kentucky hold on to the football? And I genuinely think that that is the only way that Iowa can make this game close. I think that's the only way that this game is close. I think we're superior in every category. We just can't put the ball on the ground. Mm -hmm. all we gotta do is punch in the end zone once maybe twice and that'd be good enough <laughs> yeah but you gotta you gotta think we may give up a defensive touchdown so i'm i'm gonna say twice because i mean really they're only gonna be good for what uh, a field goal on offense something like that unless they get a few turnovers then maybe you know they can get a few field goals but you know i'd say yeah if they get like if they get like three turnovers inside of our own twenty yard line, then they might be good for six points. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just I I've got such a just I just think that I was so bad. Like I was actually hoping for, I mean, heck, I was really hoping for just about anybody else 
in this game. I mean, yeah, I want to win the game, but I actually want it to be a good game. Like whenever we played Penn State in the Citrus Bowl in 2018, I looked at it and I was like, this could, this should be a good game. And it was, you know, we only won by three points. So we also didn't have a quarterback. We didn't have a quarterback, but we did have the freak Josh Allen, who I'm pretty sure had three sacks in that game. I could be wrong on that, but I believe he had three sacks in that game. Um, so, I mean, our defense was filled with just absolute studs. So, this is this is a completely different matchup, but I just think that Kentucky is just too much. I know we're going to dissect this game a lot more, but holy baby Jesus. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> this I just I, I can't I can't see this not being a blowout. I just I just can't. Um anything y'all want to add? Nope. And Hunter's going with no. Okay. You said it. You said it all. We'll talk about it more later. I mean, I just hope we're not overlooking them. I mean, you know. I hope we are. I hope it's a close game. I do. I, I don't really care. I hope we win by 52. Because I, I plan on going to this game. I'm not um, – I'm, I'm trying to get my roommate or one of my buddies that lives in Orlando to go. But I'm going um, too as long as Coop buys my ticket. Well, Hunter's not going. Confirmed. We can, stay, we can stay at my aunt's house in Orlando for free if you buy my ticket. Confirmed. Hunter's not going. Confirmed. <laughs> you miss half the game anyway if he's trying to put his contacts in. <laughs> By the way, have you have you gotten your eyes checked? Yeah. You want to look at them? They no. both there. Jesus Christ, this guy. I'll take that as a no. He hasn't seen anybody it, for his eyesight. This guy is the most word-twisting son of a buck you'll ever meet in your life. He will take your words, and he will formulate whatever concoction he wants to have for your words. Beware of Hunter Anderson. So All right. going to the ball game, you said? <laughs> Told y'all. Um, so, uh, how do y'all feel about the college football playoffs? Hmm? Paul? Excited to see Cincinnati. Want to know if they are the real deal, can hang in there and really put up a fight against a talented, deep Alabama team. And I'm also interested in the other one. It's intriguing to see if Alabama will beat Georgia twice without ever snapping the football the second time. I want to see Georgia come back with some intensity and some life. I don't think Michigan can handle them if they play like the Georgia defense of the rest of the season. But if they play like the Georgia defense of the Alabama game, I think I think Michigan can score on them. Michigan, easy win. That's all I got to say. Easy win. Even though we're not giving predictions right now. Sorry. He's going to rile me up, boys. He's going to rile me up. Last game of the year. Can't hold anything back now, Bobby. All I got to say is 2.5 yards per rush. Look at Michigan's passing game. Boo-boo, borderline doo-doo. What are you going to do? McNamara's going to show up, whatever his name is. He's showing up. Earl McRow. 
Is that what he said? Yeah, Roy McElroy. He's going to show up, go Irish and Michigan. They're close together. Yep, Michigan wins. Easy money. Are you satisfied? That was the question. You satisfied? Am I satisfied with the college football playoff? Well, I ain't got a choice, so what's the matter? I ain't on, I ain't on, I ain't on the committee. Well, I'm not. Four, I think the four most deserving teams got in. I'm not satisfied because I wish UK would have gotten in. That would have been my preference. I would I would have hoped UK slid in instead of Cincinnati somehow. They did. They found some little warp hole. Um, that'd been pretty cool. Uh, that way Kentucky could have played uh, Bama and thirty piece them. That'd have been pretty cool. We got our chance. You mean give up thirty in like the first quarter? Or no, thirty piece. Oh. Win by thirty. And then that way I can come back on here and do another one of those bet punishments. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll we'll give you I'll, we'll give you another uh, another chance. Jerry Jerry actually said this is a direct quote from him, even though he's not here. He said, "Coop will have his time." End quote. Huh. So he's gonna give you another chance. I wish he would have showed up. I mean, Lord of mercy, it's just like his daddy. Oh, oh, that's too far. <laughs> oh, so I'm sorry. That's too far. That <laughs> uh, was too far. I might, I might have to edit that one out. Uh, anywho, uh, that one might not make the podcast. Uh, it probably will. Uh, I'm pretty lazy, so I'll, I'll probably just leave that in there. I've left every dog barking every one of our videos so our production quality is top notch oh it's top notch but we finally have an intro so that's what matters we're getting somewhere son again um uh so last last but not least we have the army versus navy rivalry this is the most like honestly i i really do look forward to this every single year i it it always seems like this game the one that you don't think is going to win this game is going to somehow win this football game. Uh, Army, they're eight and three this year. Navy, they're three and eight. Navy leads 61, 53, and seven. They first met in 1890, but they've met um, since 1930, and it's aired on television or radio since. So, you know, this is a pretty long rivalry. Um, I think the only one longer than this is maybe a few in the Ivy Leagues. But for the most part, you know, this is like the robbery that everyone looks for. Um, are you all excited for this game? I mean, this is America's football game. So if you're not, then you're a terrorist. I enjoy watching this football game. Uh, seems like it's going to be a run fest. It is every year. Mm. haven't really kept up with either team this season so be interesting to watch two teams that i don't really know a whole lot about i love watching this game it i don't know i just i commit my i mean it's the last i mean it's not the last football game but i mean i guess technically it's the last football game of the regular season but i love watching this game that like Cooper said, it seems like you know something always just kind of unpredictable happens. I mean, what you do know, it's very there. It's a very predictable game as far as there's not going to be any points at all, and they're going to run the ball the whole time. But something you know, the underdog usually comes out to play. They got a lot of pride to play for. But 
I'm looking forward to it. And I got a I got a bet for it too, for everybody out there. Since there's no big slate this weekend, there's no betting bowls dog of the week, but there is a betting bowls bet of the week. Oh, oh, oh. And you get minus <laughs> and you get minus one ten odds on it. Minus one ten odds. I know that ain't as good as my last two weeks. I had the first ever betting bowls parlay of the week two weeks ago. Winner. Alabama last weekend. Easy winner. I got a teaser bet for you this weekend. For those of the, for those of you that don't know, it's when you put two bets together and you get to take six points off or add six points to a spread or an over-under. And that's what we're going to do exactly in this game. We're going to take Army and the over. And Service Academy unders are – the. it's a ridiculous stat how much the under hits. I don't know the exact – like, I don't know the exact stat. But it's like – Literally, I mean, this is this isn't exact, but it's like eight and a hundred in the last hundred service academy games. The unders hit every time. Well, I'm telling you, this week it's going to go over because Army's going to score every single point. So you can give me our teaser bet. Give me Army minus one and a half and over thirty and a half points in this game. Army minus one and a half over thirty and a half points. That's teased down from minus seven and a half and over thirty six and a half. Army minus one and a half over 30 and a half points. You get minus 110 odds on that bet. Yeah, I'm excited for this game. <laughs> I <laughs> went way over my head. I won't I won't be betting on it. Uh and I'll I ain't gonna tease y'all and say, no, I'm not. And then I do, you know, I, I ain't about that. I'm just gonna say Last week crippled me. I may not be able to get my mama a Christmas present. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm going to get my mama some. Um, but they definitely ain't getting Zach or Hunter or nothing anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, I, I would have if Georgia would have won, but they didn't. Yeah. You know, you know who the three best betters are? Should have, would have, and could have. But did you? Colton and Hunter, yeah. No, no, <laughs> literally. Hunter, Colton, and Jerry, yeah. Literally, Jerry is so far in third, it's not even funny. And he's about as good at betting as he is showing up to podcasts. And he's showing up one for two, so that's 50%. That really wouldn't be that bad in the grand scheme of things. But, um, right. yeah, this – this he's devoted his time as of late to becoming better. That correct. was his direct quote. Correct. He's yeah. not here to back it up. Since he's not here, we'll I'll just say this real quick. He told me that the Brooklyn Nets were his lock of the night, pick of the century. And he said, what's your best bet of the night? And I said, Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> They're playing each other. Dallas is up by <laughs> Dallas is up by 14 late in the third. Just to let you know. Dallas is also a underdog. I will say this though. 14 in NBA, that ain't nothing. <laughs> that ain't enough. No, that ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. I don't even honestly, 30 still not enough. It, you don't look at the NBA till less than five, six minutes left in the game. And if it's 30, you're fine. If it's 20, you're not fine. You're really not. <laughs> like, I mean, me and me and Hunter have had multiple games where we're like, ah, we're good. They're up 36 at half. Nope. They lose by 25. And it's like, how is this even possible? Be like me playing basketball against Zach. I mean, it just wouldn't even be fair. Because all I got to do is, is somehow make his – his knee twinge, I win. Be kind of like Alabama playing Georgia in the SEC championship. It's Alabama's underdog. 
what it can be like. They do be like that sometimes. I'm ta- I'm taking that one. I'm taking it. All right, boys. Anything else y'all want to add? Uh, any last little remarks other than the fact that Jerry sucks? And I bet he didn't even make it this far throughout the podcast for me to even for him to even matter about me saying this. Yeah, he's. Uh, but if he was on here, he we're just gonna have to cut him out. Yeah. Yeah, and and a part of the bet was he gets to come on for two podcasts, and this is one of them. So, like, he's literally ruining part of his bet. So, really, you know, I'm getting a win here. I get to roast him, and I get to toast him, and I get to say my podcast little little bet punishment, and he doesn't even get to roast me right after it. And I, I'm not going to give him the gratification. I'm going to mute him the next time he comes on here. I'm just going to mute him and just have him on here. I'm not even going to let him talk. You can do that. He's, he gets one, he, he just wasted one whole episode. He only gets one more, and it's that one's gonna be real short. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll make sure we do two in that night. That way, that way we'll, he gets to go with the short one. We'll call that a mini episode. <laughs> we'll do like fifteen minutes. <laughs> All right, we're gonna talk about yeah. Iowa. All right, boys, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but seriously, um, thank you all for listening to the podcast. Hopefully, it was better than last week. We got told that we're lame, we're boring, and Hunter needs to step his game up. I don't know. That's just what the viewers are saying. We got to listen to the viewers. We're up at double digits back again after our little break. So, thank you all for listening. Um, We love you all. We cherish you all and continue to stay underqualified.